Everybody makes mistakes, right? But home design and decorating mistakes can be a really hard pill to swallow because they waste your valuable time and money. In this episode, actually in this two-part episode, we'll talk about 12, yes, 12 common design mistakes that you might be making and what to do instead so your home looks its best. Part one will cover the first six, and part two will cover the last six. So let's go through the list and see how your home's doing. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome to Home and Nestorations, the podcast that helps you design and decorate your home with confidence. I'm your host, interior designer and best of house winner, Sally Sorcelli, here to help you create a home you'll love. Whether you're a homeowner, a design enthusiast, or a budding interior designer, you're in the right place for all things home and design. Thanks for listening. All right, in today's episode, we're having a conversation about common design mistakes. Now, nobody likes to make mistakes, especially home design mistakes, because they waste our time and money, which if you're like me, you consider pretty valuable. But let's be honest, mistakes happen. And maybe you've made some of these mistakes because you feel overwhelmed when it comes to home design. And if that's the case, trust me when I say that you're not alone. I love the quote by Maya Angelou. When you know better, you do better. And I think about that in my experience and history over over my life as a designer. The more I know, the better I do. But the truth is, we don't always know what we don't know at the time. Think about that for a minute. We don't always know what we don't know. So when it comes to design mistakes, you might actually be making some of these but you might not even know that they are design mistakes. But don't worry, I'm here to help you work through it. Now we're going to go through this list. And why don't you see what mistakes you are making and can change in your home? Now, some of these mistakes have easy fixes that you can likely make today, while others might take a little more time or an investment. But I know you can do it. And remember that I'm here to help you. And as we go through each of these 12 design mistakes, I'll first talk about the mistake and then at the end, talk about a fix. And I'll do that with each one of them. All right, first up, design mistake number one, choosing your paint color first. Is that a record scratch moment here? Yes, you heard it right. Choosing your paint color first is mistake number one. I get that you might be tempted to pick out your paint color first. It seems like a natural first step, but trust me when I say that it's not. Yes, Home Depot makes it look so easy. You're ready for a little home remodel project. You go to Home Depot, you buy some new paint, and you have a new fresh room. But I want you to think about it this way. There are literally thousands of paint color options, but only a limited number of fabrics 
or furniture pieces out there. So you can try to find a sofa fabric to match your paint color, but it's a lot easier to find a paint color to match your sofa fabric. It sounds tempting to buy your paint first, but first I want you to pick out your pieces. So the fix, pick out your larger pieces that you love first, like your upholstered furniture or your tables, your media cabinets, your beds. Then find paint colors that go with the colors and undertones of the pieces you selected. You can always adjust your paint color to coordinate with your furniture more. You can go to the paint store and ask them to dilute it first to make it a little lighter or to add some pigment to make it darker. And when you do actually get to do your paint colors, please put a sample up. It is worth the five or $10 to get a small sample made and put that up on the wall because then you can see your paint in different lights and to see if it really works. Those tiny little paint samples just don't do it justice. When I work with my design clients or my students in my programs, I will actually send them eight by 11 full sheets of paper sizes And that helps them a ton, but those are something that people in the trade can get without any cost. So uh, it's super helpful. All right, design mistake number two, furniture that is matchy-matchy. This is furniture that's all the same from one set when you go into a furniture store. Now, I know it can be tempting to go to a furniture store and buy the whole set. It seems easy, right? But please pause before whipping out your credit card. You want the interior of your home to look like it was built over time, that it was more custom. So I want you to try to mix and match pieces in your room to create a more personal and custom look for your home so it doesn't look like a furniture store display. So in a bedroom, you could buy a dresser and a headboard, but mix up the nightstands or use an upholstered headboard and different nightstands and a dresser. So here's the fix. Pick one staple piece, like your sofa, or if it's your bedroom, your bed. Pick that first, and then add other pieces in coordinating fabrics and finishes. It's nice to mix up multiple fabrics and wood tones. That's actually a good thing. It gives it dimension, visual interest. It just makes your room look more curated. So start with one piece that you love because we want to build rooms around pieces we love and then add other pieces that complement and work with the one you picked. Design mistake number three, too much furniture. Now I see this a lot in my client's home. There is often just too much too much furniture. And all that furniture just makes your space feel tight and constricted. You want to give your furniture breathing room so the room doesn't feel so full. White or empty space, negative space, is needed in a room because it makes your room feel balanced. And balance is something, I talk about a lot of this in my design course, but balance is something you want in your room so that it just feels more weighted 
appropriately and flows better. I'd rather see fewer, well-thought-out large pieces of furniture or accessories in a room than lots of small furniture pieces that make the room feel cluttered and congested. So here's the fix. Remove or donate some pieces to free up space in your room. So when you're walking around your room tonight, look around. Do you have enough empty space? Do your furniture pieces stand out or are they huddled together with all their furniture friends in a corner? Give them some breathing room. Design mistake number four, hanging your draperies too low or having short draperies. I am a drapery junkie. I love a good fabric when it works for a space. And I do see this all the time. And it kind of drives me crazy. I'm not going to lie. But it does have a pretty easy fix. So no worries there. Now, maybe you're looking at your draperies right now and saying, well, what does she mean? Have you ever hung your drapery panels directly over your windows or your sliders and it's just hanging a couple inches above, but then you've got a foot or two or more space above those draperies before your ceiling or your crown molding? That is what I mean by hanging your draperies too low. We want to hang our draperies snug close up to the ceiling You might be wondering, why, Sally, should I hang my drapery so high? It's because it makes your room look taller and your room feel larger. We want to stretch out those walls, stretch out that space so your room looks taller and bigger. Now, the other thing I see is when draperies are hung and then there's like three feet below them before the floor. Now, if you live in a home that has radiators or some heat sources, I know on the East Coast, because I'm from the East Coast, that can definitely happen. And that's an exception, of course, because you want to be safe with fire hazards and if there's a radiator under there. But if there's no obstacle under your windows, why are your draperies stopping at the window? Again, it's like an outfit when... We're out shopping and trying to find clothes that fit our bodies well. Sometimes when we have a short piece, it chops our body up in the middle and it can make us look a little short or it makes our weight feel different. But if you wear something longer, it can elongate your body. Same thing in your room. We want to elongate that space and give us some longer drapes. Now, both of these, they both of these things, either having your draperies too short or having draperies that are too short, they cut the height of your room, they make the ceiling look shorter. But if you hang your drapery panels at the ceiling or right under your crown molding, you can actually elongate the room and make your ceilings look taller and make your space look bigger. It's a quick and easy change that will add some drama to your space. So the fix here, you can move the rod higher and buy longer drapery panels. If you've already, say you've got 
custom drapery panels, and those are an investment. I'm not going to lie there. Custom drapery panels can be a big investment. You can always add a color band that's 18 inches or so to the bottom to lengthen what you currently have. But if you can make the quick fix to move your hardware up, that will help with your draperies. And you can buy some off-the-rack drapery rods and drapery panels that are fairly inexpensive from World Market, Wayfair, Amazon, Pottery Barn, Target. Again, I'd rather you go taller and have them hemmed than stick it right above the window and then have all this space above that your eye just goes to as this wasted space when you can make your windows look so much taller. All right, design mistake number five, hanging one small piece of art on a large wall. This mistake is way too common, but luckily it's a really easy fix. Ideally, artwork should be about two-thirds the width of the furniture below it. If you have an 84-inch sofa, the artwork would be about 56 wide. It might seem scary to put something large up, but trust me, it'll look so much better. Now, if you don't have a large piece, an art piece, you can cluster several pieces of art to fill the space above the sofa or furniture like an art gallery. So again, we want to take up some of that visual space and fill up the width of our furniture. The fix here is move that small art to a smaller wall. And if you still want to use that piece above your sofa, create a gallery wall of other pieces that complement it that would take up a larger, wider amount of your space above your furniture. Design mistake number six, we're halfway through. Placing your artwork too high. For the most part, art should be hung at eye level. A good rule of thumb is that the center of your art should be about 58 to 60 inches off the ground. Now, for me, as someone who's about five feet, six inches, my nose, the tip of my nose is a great point for me to walk up to a piece of art And if the center of my nose is around, or if the tip of my nose is around the center of the art piece, then that's my quick no no tape measure way to know if art is hung at a good height, just based on my own personal height. But you could easily get a tape measure and mark up that space about 60 inches off the ground. And that should be about the center of your art. Play around a few inches up, a few inches down and see what's comfortable but that's a good height. Now, if you're hanging art over a sofa, you're actually going to skip that eye level rule and you're going to hang it six inches to eight inches. Sometimes you could even go as low as four inches depending on where your head would hit when you sit in that sofa. But I like to say six to eight inches. Play around with the heights again so your head doesn't hit it. And that is the same thing above console tables or dining room servers. Go about six to eight inches above it. And that is a great height. If you're hanging a cluster of frames or art, treat the whole cluster as one big piece and center the art on the wall or above the furniture 
accordingly. All right, the fix here, get out the tape measure and just move your art down. It's such a shame to me when I see art so high up when it doesn't need to be. I don't want to strain my neck. Now, of course, if you have a super tall family, your eye level might be higher, but it still can look a little awkward. So bring it down. We want, again, the center of our art to be about 60 inches off the ground. If you are having a big art gallery that goes all the way up the wall, that's not going to apply. But when you're hanging just one piece, try to shoot for about 60 inches off the floor. All right. So now we'll recap, like I do at the end of every episode, what we covered today, because there was a lot, right? There are lots of design mistakes out there, but most of these are easy ones to fix. Here we go. And you might hear my paper because I always have notes with me whenever I'm doing a podcast, just so that I can make sure to give you the best information. Number one, choosing paint color first. Mistake number two, furniture that is too matchy-matchy. Mistake number three, too much furniture in your room. Mistake number four, hanging your draperies too low or having your draperies too short. Mistake number five, one small piece of art on the wall. Mistake number six, placing your artwork too high on the wall. I wonder if anything on this list surprised you. I'd always love to hear about it. As always, you can go to the show notes for links of photos of things I mentioned in this episode. And be sure to check out episode seven, which covers the last six design mistakes. This episode covered mistakes one through six, and episode seven will cover mistakes seven through 12. All right, what to do next? Hit subscribe and please leave a review share this podcast. It helps the podcast reach more people just like you. And thanks for listening and keep listening to Home and Nestorations for more design conversations to help you create a home you'll love. Mm -hmm.